0: Hello everybody, welcome to RPG Cast episode 529 for the week of February first, 2020. Welcome to 21202020. It's a special day. I just made it up special day now. Joining me today on this special day, Peter Thomas. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Hungry.
1: I am also hungry. I don't
0: Usually eat before the show. It's a mistake. <sighs> uh, keeping gotta keep hungry. Just like Jonathan Stringer, who also joins us today.
2: Yeah, if you stay hungry, it makes you try to finish the show faster. Right? That's
0: right. It doesn't really, but it should. That's
2: like going to the grocery store hungry. It's always a good idea. right? No, that's
0: a bad. Yeah, that's a that's a real bad yeah, idea. Real bad plan. Bad plan. And finally, speaking of bad plans, Alex Fuller lives in a country that's going through one right now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's really happening. How do you feel about that? Mm, About
3: the same as it before it
0: happened. (laughs) So far, nothing catastrophic. All right, good. Let us know when the fires start.
3: Yeah, that'll be the end of the
0: show. (laughs) <laughs> the end of the show oh goodness the end of the show oh end of the year okay oh no <laughs> it's gonna go so bad all right well with that we've got a show let's jump into it uh this is the part where we talk about uh oh Marie being in the other room she's not feeling well she's got kidney stones she's laid up with kidney stones she don't feel no good so she ain't on this week um in absence, uh, so you don't get to hear her talk about how she demolished SMT uh, Sharp Fire Emblem, whatever it's called. Uh, Fire Emblem Sharp FE. F-E-S-F-M- TMS. TMS. Yes. TMS. TMS Sharp FT. FTM. Um, FMT. Just call it the J pop game. The J pop game. She, play- she beat it. Uh, she beat it, not last night, but the night before. Um, she she swears to me there are no secret extra special endings that she's skipping or anything. So there's like a couple side quests she may not have done, but she she's done it all. So I have to take her word for it. But she'll tell you about it next week. I think she's going to write a review too. So uh, let's talk about what I've played because it's been boring. Crusaders of the Lost Idols, which is an idle game where you click and the numbers go up. That's real boring. It's on Steam and Browser and Congregate, so you can go play that if you want. It's a good one. Anna and I are both addicted to it. Uh um,
1: clicker games scratch a special itch, don't they? They do. They I do. don't know what they it is. Do you have a special I, clicker
0: game that you like?
1: Uh I was playing um something on my phone. Uh, Tap Titans. Yeah. Um that's that's one I, I, I got think it really has a stuck sequel, into. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a second one. Um, but I, I go through phases. I'll play them hardcore for like a couple of months, then I'll delete it and be like, "Oh, this is a waste of what time." Am I
0: doing with my life? Yeah,
1: it's I like feel I could dirty. be beating real
0: games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but they do. They, it's something about them. It's just very satisfying.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, been doing that. Um, been playing more Free Enterprise, Final Fantasy IV, Free Enterprise, which we talked about in the past. Um, I'm kind of practicing. I'm going to join a little tournament they're doing coming up called the uh, Fabul Gauntlet tournament. Uh, I'm going to lose real bad. Like, real bad. I've been comparing my times. I'm real bad. Like, 33% longer than everyone else. So, it's real bad. Um, But I'll practice. It'll be fun. And uh, I'll get to play. Um, I won't be, like, streamed or anything. But uh, they, they do have fun with that stuff. And they stream it on their free Enterprise Twitch channel and stuff. And uh, it's a good time so you ever want to get into that community Anna and i recommend it and then finally um i've been playing something uh i did this more last week but we had the game of the year thing so uh didn't get to talk about it i played a little bit more of the pokemons um and that's because i tried out temtem yes uh, so temtem is um that's a thing that's a pokemon it's-
1: it's an interesting thing.
0: It's like as Pokemon as you can be without being Pokemon. How Actually,
1: worries. my wife uh, saw me playing it and she's like, how do people not get in trouble by basically ripping the yeah. idea from somebody else?
0: I know. <laughs> I've been wondering that too. It's like, I don't know. No,
1: it's it's just look at Apple. Apple rips every idea and they do it better. So.
0: <laughs> oh, they should have Applemon.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Or is that ah. actually the. That might actually be a Digimon's name, Applemon. Anyway, yeah. Do
1: you like it? Like, are you enjoying I, you, going there's, through There's it?
0: something charming about it. Um, the art style is not really my thing, but whatever. Um, I get in there, and the music seems pretty good. Uh, the loops are a little short, but it's pretty good. the The premise is it's Pokemon. Go do Pokemon things. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's unabashedly Pokemon. And then it's hard. It's freaking hard. I keep dying. It's too hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm Yeah, they,
1: um, that, that item that you get fairly early, uh, I think they require you to use it.
0: The Tem Essence? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, they give you, it's like an Estus Flask for mm-hmm. your Pokemon. So that'll refill them all and bring them back from death and you have, uh, depending on how far you've progressed in the game, you have more charges on it. So I'm at the point where I have one charge on it and it's it's necessary to get to the next area where I can heal. Otherwise I'm just dying and being sent back to the previous area or I'm walking back or having to buy lots of potions and stuff. Um, I, yeah.
1: Yeah, the the balms are are expensive, mm-hmm. uh, which is the the equivalent of the potion and uh, the revivals are even more so, so it, yeah, you've got to rely on that Temescence or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. otherwise you just, yeah, you can't make it from, from point A to point B.
0: And like, I've been, um, oh, okay. It's got a patch apparently. It has lots of patches cause it's still in early access. Uh, and they're really cranking away on that thing. Um, yeah. the, uh, yeah, I guess it's just it's just hard, and uh, y- you take lots of damage. You're they don't do a thing that I've already been spoiled. Okay, so I was playing Temtem, and I got um, did I even get to the first gym? I think I got to the first gym and got like demolished. No, did I get to the first gym? I don't know how it works. I don't know where I am. I just know I keep losing, and I can't get further. Um, and then I said, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. And I said, you know what? I still got Temtem on my mind. Oh, I know. I have that. I have Pokemon on my Switch. So I booted up Pokemon on my Switch. I think I like Pokemon, real Pokemon, a lot better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when I talk about this game to anybody, I always say there's an asterisk on here because it's still early access and I know there's more to it. Um, But I think the difficulty in the game at least from what i'm getting is is it derives from the fact that they are trying to make this a balanced competitive game and so nobody no Pokemon or uh, temtem
0: uh, i know <laughs> <They'll> do it
1: <laughs> i know i know so no temtem is more powerful than another and it really relies on strategy and your build and uh, the you know weakness and resistance Type balances um, or type matchups, right? And they don't tell you
0: what they are. It's not tracked automatically in the menus anymore because, like, Pokemon does that now. And if I yeah. fought a thing before, I can be like, "One, choose my moves." It's like super effective, not very effective, effective. So
1: it is there. It's just not oh, as it uh, yeah. It's not as so. There's a few things. So you have to own the Pokemon or Temtem. Temtem. God damn it! I want to <laughs> do it so much. Uh, so you have to own the temtem, not just have battled it or something. And then whenever you're selecting an attack, if you look at the circle that's underneath the uh, the target reticle, um, mm-hmm. it turns green if it's super effective, and it turns red if it's half effective. No, okay. Yeah. So it, so it is there. It's just not intuitive, okay. or I got you the game know, up right now. I'm going to try this. Yeah, one. not not very. Um, smart i guess but again,
0: they really like 2v2 in this game is that like a competitive pokemon thing is to be all 2v2y
1: yeah i think that's that was their premise from the start oh um, look
0: at the circles okay so all right now now i'm in business peter that's what i yeah. needed
1: so that'll help yeah um who did you pick as your starter
0: uh i went with the grass the grassy one the crystal oh, okay well, I guess it's not grass. It's all weird types in this, but it was the crystal. I don't know. Yeah, I, always, I
1: chose the I always, mental one. I, think. I always go
0: for grass starters or organic looking starters or things that look like actual creatures. Right. But not trash bags and not crying things. <laughs> trash so, bags. So I've skipped not on... A,
1: not a key ring.
0: Yeah, not a key ring, not a trash bag. No inorganic items that have been brought to life <laughs> is my first rule. Fortunately, starters never have that. Second is... And I realize I'm violating that if my thing is actually a living piece of crystal in this game. But shut up. Um, then I'm also uh, evo- ooh, my swally is evolving. Is it gonna be a butterfly? Is it gonna, gonna be say, a butterfly? It's got a butterfly!
2: Yay!
0: Okay, it just unfurled. It's just a little, it's a little green thing. Okay. Um, and then uh, so that then they gotta look like as close to a real functional creature as possible is my second requirement. And then they gotta be cuddly. I want to hug them. So that's why the, 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 the Hoppit was my Hoppit. Was that it in the, in the, in the sword and shield, whatever. The bunny was my starter there. Um, oh. cause they can't be wet and crying. So Sobble's out and was out. Um, if there's a big meme about them that I'm into, that's, that get, got me to choose Snivy back in that generation. Um, and then. Yeah, that so that brought it down to Grookey and and Hopip or whatever the hell it's name. Not Hopip. It's, it's Score Bunny. Score Bunny. I don't know the names of my own Pokemon, so that was that. And there's like, well, one of these is cuter than the other, so I went with the bunny. So <laughs> there we go. Plus fist bump. Fuss, the fist bump was a bonus. I didn't know about it. I just did it. and It was amazing. So I got a fist bump. I was like, yeah. So. Yep. Anyway, yeah. what were we talking about? Um, oh, you were asking what my starter was. Crystal. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the champagne you know, of Temptons. <laughs> the,
1: the the game is, you know, it it definitely shows a lot of early access functions. I guess um, mm-hmm. downsides. Uh, there's definitely not enough direction. Like where where Pokemon has too much direction and forces you down like this path. Um, there have been a few quests I pick up and I'm wandering around like crazy trying to figure it out only to find out that you don't even get to finish it until a little later in the game. Um, there have been a few I've, I've looked up. Uh, for example, the, the very first quest or one of the few quests they give you is uh, to, to look for these two boys that are in the same academia as you and they are in a place that is across water and you can't get there because you can't cross water.
0: Can we can we talk about the academia for a second? Sure. What are are you really in it? Because uh, you haven't really gone to any classes. And, no. And literally everybody in that academia is like, who are you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, or or, why or haven't they're like you you're been late. Here? <laughs> you missed the classes. you
0: you're late by like three years. Where have you been? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's some of that stuff that feels like it doesn't really fit. It uh, doesn't match up. But I do love the the stamina system as opposed to um, like a a PP usage. Yeah, um, I think that's that's a, a welcome feature. Uh, it makes you really consider what you're gonna do, uh, so you don't overexert yourself, which is use up all of your stamina and then it takes hp to use attacks.
0: Um, I am but... always overusing my stamina cuz I just never think to check it. Yeah. I'm bad yeah, at I game.
1: have I have a few times. Um it's easy to miss though. Uh especially if you're only over by like one uh, or something because it does cut into your hp bar and you can see it, but it's not that evident. Hmm. So you just actually did a move there that's going to cut into Lollee's HP. Yep. yep. Oh, except he's sleeping.
0: He's sleeping.
1: Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I'm with you on the art style, though. I think it's a, a little weird, but I also think we're, we're incredibly acclimated to Pokemon. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, what, 96. So uh, over 20 years of seeing the same art style or, or similar art style. But, yeah, relearning all of the uh, type weaknesses and resistances is going to be a struggle.
0: It's so hard. And their names for... Uh-oh. I oh, you died. I crashed all the things. Or I'm still going. I'm still going? No, you're good. I'm yeah, good. You're good. Wow. Go. Go video card driver recovery. It worked for once. <laughs> oh, this system has, has things going. I've got ghosts in the machine. I don't know what's up with it. If I'm overtaxing things or playing crappy games or um, just using yep. AMD drivers. And this is what Time life for an is. Upgrade. This is the upgrade. This is, this the, is upgrade. the upgrade. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the worst of all worlds. <laughs> bad end. Bad end. All right. That's all I got. Did you play anything else, Peter? <laughs> uh, I did. Um, so I didn't put
1: Temtem because it, it's really casual. I pop it on here and there um, just to kind of dabble around it in a bit, but I, I always go back and forth with early access games. It's like, do I want to beat through all the content that's available and then go back whenever they add things in the beginning that I missed out on? Um, the other, uh, I guess, piece I would talk about for that is that because it's early access, they only have about half the Temtem in there. And so I find myself wandering in grass, you know, to find the rare one that comes out, you know, only 2% of the time or something and realize that it actually just doesn't exist.
0: Oh no. How did you know, how did you know to look for it if it's not in there?
1: Well, it more of like a conditioning thing. Mm. Um, you know, check every new piece of grass, battle like 10 or 15 times, see if anything new pops up and then oh, move on. Oh, you play Pokemon so, different than guess, me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, theoretically, I guess I could have still not seen it, but I, I do think that, I mean, the last 20 pieces of grass have had the same Temtem in them. So um, I'm just guessing that they're not quite fleshed out just yet. So, um,
2: Sounds like you know. you're talking about a bad trip.
1: Yeah. It, you know, it's I, early access is very hit and miss for me. Uh, sometimes I'm like gung ho about it and, and I'm saying go for it. Uh, this would be one I'd say that if you're you know a die hard fan and really enjoy Pokemon style games, go for it. But if you don't like incomplete games or anything like that, wait. Uh, the problem is is that early access right now I think is already thirty five dollars, and I've got a feeling that this is going to go even higher once it's fully released. So. Um,
0: oh, I you know. bet there'll be sales on this game Yeah I bet they're going to yeah, throw maybe. in microtransactions And drop the base price at some point So I was curious about that Because
1: they don't actually have uh, At least a microtransaction Currency available Like you only collect so far The little sons. Oh
0: no, they'll wait till like everyone's got good feelings about the game And then throw that in later
1: Yeah, you might be right Might be right Um, and anyways, I've been playing, uh, and we talked about this on our last hangout, but I haven't actually formally talked about it on the podcast, but I've been playing a ton of DBZ Kakarot. Um, are you, uh, are you finished? Okay. Did you beat it? No, not yet. Not yet. Um, I actually kind of slowed down quite a bit once work picked back up and everything like that, but, um, i am in the cell saga currently um mm-hmm. uh, so i finished up with the androids and things and now we're we, we are aware of cell and trying to stop him from becoming perfect because who's actually perfect anyways um and yeah it's i mean it's been a blast uh you know i i know i hype this up a lot whenever they talked about it and i said this is going to be the game this is going to be it and for the most part i i still stand by that i think that uh dbz kakarot fits in a lot of ways uh for people who are looking for certain things uh and it's for the people who are tired of playing fighters uh which i am uh this does have light fighting elements in the combat but not nearly as in depth as as their you know tenkaichi or fighter z or whatever the hell they're on now um, and it has uh, the action RPG elements and exploration and things like that that really make uh, this feel rewarding. Uh, I mean, you get to live in the world of Dragon Ball, and that's, that's awesome to me. Um, they've got all these little tidbits floating around that, that hint back towards the, the actual Dragon Ball series. Um, so you pick up these little memories, and they talk about what, what Goku did as a child around those times and areas and things like that. Yeah, but they don't um, you
0: don't you don't get to play it or do it. It's just you like don't. A few don't. screenshots it's... of like, yeah, the good yeah. Dragon Ball. Don't you wish you had seen that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe if the Kakarot does well, maybe they'll do one for Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, right. I doubt it, but you know, wishful thinking. Um but the the skill system and everything like that feels really good. Uh combat feels really good um the load times don't feel very good Uh, i know that's something that i think they're going to try and address in the next patch but right now when especially when you're in a quest that requires you to map uh switch a few times uh those load times can be very evident so uh, i'd say they're at least 15 or 20 seconds a piece um
3: yeah i think they've definitely the patch that would use some of those
1: uh, has the patch come out already? Okay, I think so. Yeah, So I think it's yeah. down to about like five seconds now, supposedly. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, so as I said, I haven't, I haven't played in probably about a week or so, so I need to jump on and check it out again. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the other time I would recommend this is if somebody was interested in watching Dragon Ball Z but didn't want to go through, you know, two hundred and eighty episodes of the series. Uh, Or they are averse to Funimation and don't want to subscribe to Funimation now and watch it. Um, DBZ is like the, or Kakarot is like the DBZ Kai of the series. Uh, You get all the important plot details and storyline and things like that without having to deal with, you know, eight episodes of charging up a spirit bomb. Um,
0: So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been it's been a blast. Don't It's laugh. really it's important true. that you charge that <laughs> spirit, that that five minutes turn into five months. <laughs> yeah.
1: I always joke with my friends. I'm like, last time on Dragon Ball Z, and it's like, ha. next time on Dragon Ball Z. Ha! So, yeah. So, I mean, it's charming. It's good. I would say, you know, at least of what I've played so far, you know, I'd probably give this a good 7.5 uh maybe maybe an eight in certain spots but um you know there's no major i guess bugs or glitches or anything that makes the game feel broken um there are a few visual bugs that have been pretty funny i've run into my own character model quite a few times Uh. uh, and i don't know if they just forgot to clear it out it's so strange uh it was very early in the game maybe like the first area i got to and i i decided to walk backwards to go see what was there and i saw i was playing as goku and i saw another goku there and he's standing there and the model will look at you when you're walking around because it's it's you know designed to eye track i guess other characters and he just stands there you can't interact with him you can't do anything he's you know a physical being so you can't walk through him or anything but yeah, I, I think they just forgot to clear him off of the screen once you moved to that new
0: map. <laughs> wow. I was like,
1: yeah, I, I have a knack for that, though. It's like I, I something similar happened to me in Breath of Fire when I played that and uh, a couple other things. Uh, it was very, very bizarre. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been playing Borderlands Game of the Year Edition because uh, somebody quit on me and doesn't play with me anymore. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna mention any names there, Chris.
0: I'm sorry, what'd you ask of me? <laughs>
1: I said I started playing Borderlands Game of the Year edition. Oh no. On my, on my own. again.
0: Some, Wait somebody,
1: a second. <laughs> somebody uh stopped playing with me. You know, it must run in the family.
0: What Name do you mean I stopped playing, of... playing with you? You you <laughs> didn't you never after you after you uh-huh. found yeah. out yeah. that I had already beaten Borderlands 1, you were like, oh, and you don't even like this game. No, that's fine. I don't want to... No, it's okay. Yeah. I didn't want
1: to subject you to another round of torture if you didn't enjoy the game. Um,
0: so don't, don't put it on me. You're the one who didn't ask me to play anymore. You never... Why? Reinvi- what? You never Listen, reinvited me. If, if it... if
1: You didn't you have a bring cut, it up.
0: You didn't ask. If you have a
1: cut on your finger and it burns, I'm not going to keep pouring lemon juice in mm-hmm. it, okay? Um... So, yeah, I'm I'm in the second area of that. The weird thing is I've actually beaten Borderlands, uh, the OG version on PlayStation 3. Um, so this is more just to play some of the DLC content that came out. Um, I'm not like going real hard on it or anything like that, I'm not trying to finish all the achievements, but uh, I do really enjoy it. I, most people will tell you I'm not a first-person shooter guy, but Borderlands is different for some reason. It just feels different and i don't know if it's the character growth in it if it's the weird guns or if it's even the writing uh, i mean the writing has always been really impeccable with these games um so i've just been kind of tinkering around on that whenever i'm in the living room i use my steam link hook it up to my tv and uh have a have a blast with that and then byleth came out uh on smash which caused me to boot. back in smash a little bit yeah Uh, i had to see byleth i was like you know they announced banjo i was like that's cool they announced hero i was like not really not really interested they announced terry i'm like definitely not and then you know byleth was around and i'm like uh yeah that'll get me that'll that'll do it so started tinkering around with her i did play the other four characters that i hadn't touched um uh, or other three characters I hadn't touched. Um, and Terry plays like I thought he would. Hero is unique. I like the MP system that he's got going on. And Banjo is just good fun. Uh, it brought back a lot of memories of playing Banjo-Kazooie on the N64. But um, but Byleth is interesting, because she does not play like any of the other Fire Emblem characters, which is good and bad. Um, it's good because her kit is really fun and and a lot of she's got a lot of utility um they gave her the sword of the creator uh which if you have not played fire emblem three houses you should not listen to this next part but the sword of the creator kind of does this little extension whip thingy which gave it extra range in three houses in this game it is an amazing recovery um so think of joker's uh little grappling hook thing or ivy sores, Vine Whips, um, you can pretty much come from almost death and still recover, which is, it's incredible. Um, I'm still not used to her. She's a little heavier than the, the, all the characters except for Ike. I think she's a little lighter than him. So, um, still trying to get acclimated to how she works and what works best for her. But she has a lot of hard hitting moves. Um, she has a move that's like a warlock punch, so it's almost uninterruptible, and uh, she's very devastating. And they've got uh, some good color schemes on her. They picked uh, ones for the male that make them look like Claude and Dimitri. They've got ones for the female that make her look like Edelgard, and they have the um, spoilerish costumes, which I won't get into. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the last thing uh, that I've been playing is City Skylines, uh, which is actually not what I've been playing. That's more what my wife has been playing. So she is a uh, civil engineer. Uh, That's where she got her degree in. And she designs bridges and builds bridges wherever she works. And I bought City Skylines because I thought it would be something that was kind of up her alley as far as, you know, Building out a city. What bridge
0: simulator and, or bridge builder game be better for her? Uh, yeah,
1: we've done those too. Oh, okay. anything that deals with or any she, kind of she's too good at she's, them. She. Um, yeah, this is
2: more like city planning, with like yeah, stuff down City.
1: Yeah, so so when you think of of uh, an an engineer, a bridge engineer, um, roadways and things like that are are kind of a sister department to it. So she's familiar with it, but it's not it's definitely not in the wheelhouse. Like you still have to get a separate certification to do that stuff. Um, So it kind of fits in line with it, but but not quite. Um, But she has been actually enjoying it quite a bit. Um, She is very adamant about putting all of her pollution, creating things on one side of the map and killing off all of the grass and trees that exist there. And, you know, her, little civilization lives on the other side of the map, and it's happy. I should I should get a screenshot of her city so yeah. far. Well,
3: you, you kind of have to do that, at least in the early game.
1: Yeah. You can,
3: you can mitigate that when you unlock better sort of stuff and change some of the zones to be less polluted. But yeah, at the very start, you definitely have to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like if you zoom out on her map, it's like this lush green area all the way up until you get to the industrial. And then it's just like brown and (laughs) it's got smog everywhere it's 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 pretty awful and uh uh, we're still trying to figure out about like you know what you're talking about alex so when you start getting the upgrades for like bigger roads and things like that how to implement them without destroying your entire city um because they make you build you know on the little tiny road they make you build all the houses and things right next to the little tiny road and then when you upgrade them, the road's too big, and then it just demolishes your entire area. So yeah,
3: well, you have to think of that in the future as well, because yeah, you're going to get issues with uh, traffic flows soon enough. Yeah, if you, haven't, if you haven't thought that that through. So yeah, I mean, sometimes you probably want to actually
1: just rejigger things around in a, in a certain area, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting yeah. uh, to see it. That it was so the way that she built this. This is like her third one, because she's restarted twice for for those reasons. Like, I didn't think this through. I should have did this. Restart. <laughs> so we've done that twice. And now on the third city, she has the, the main entryway, which has two roads coming out of it. She pulled one to the left and then one to the right. And so all of her residential commercials on the left and all of her industrial and garbage is on the right. And I told her, I was like, that's fine, except the people can't work because they can't get there. And I, I kid you not, she took one piece of road and stuck it between the two little entryway points. <laughs> I'm like, that's not going to be enough for anybody at all. And so as the traffic starts building up, you just see floods of people <laughs> in this little like nook of the city. And they're all fighting to get to where they need to go, and they can't. Um, she, a, she has since remedied that, but uh, yeah, I'd say from population zero to population like 1,500 or so, that's all there was. Just one little two-block road <laughs> that <laughs> connected, you know, two entire chunks of the city.
2: I like those games, but they ended up always feeling like a traffic management simulator to me, more so than city building at a certain point. And it's like so much of it
3: relies on that. Yeah, it does. You'll see them
1: joys of roundabouts
3: instead of uh, traffic lights.
1: Yeah, yeah. We those are another one we can't really figure out how to implement properly is roundabouts. So she has, she's much more creative than I am. So when I build my cities, I build like the grid. Right, everything yep. is straight up and down, straight left and right, and that works for me. But she says that's boring and that doesn't really jive with her so she builds like curved roads and all this stuff and then and then complains that you know you can't put like a whole block of commercial residential area or commercial or residential areas down you have to like click into each individual little segment that came up
3: oh uh, yeah you can there are some sort of select the options so you can actually set, get, so you can select a box and it fills anything that's inside that box <sighs>
1: Alex, you just need to be with us, man, because like, I don't yeah. know what all this stuff is and she's asking well, me. Like, it I took
3: know. me a while. It took me a while to figure it out, but yeah, there's different select tools that you can use and those will uh,
1: Yeah, that'll help help, help
3: help with that stuff.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, so I if you look at the overhead of her map, it looks kind of like the silhouette of a train. Um it's got all these different little curvy spots and she doesn't see it, but she's she's not a uh, what a what are they called? Creative viewer. She's abstract. Is that? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, she can't see pictures and roads like I can, and apparently I'm a derp. So, <laughs> but it's been fun. Uh, it's fun watching her uh, go through it. It's always interesting to see how she would play something versus me. Uh, especially because we are two very. She's not a gamer. I guess I should have prefaced with that. Um, she doesn't play video games, and the very rare ones that I can get her to play, it's, it's very bizarre to see her. Like, she got really into H1Z1 for a long time. And what? I don't Wait, even, what? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it's like the weirdest things. Like, I'll play. I'll pick something out, and I'll be like, oh, you're going to love this. And she's like, "Man, it's okay. And then, like, I'll be playing a game, and she's like, I want to try that. That looks fun. And I'm like, okay. And then she's gone. Um, the only exception to that was Stardew. Stardew was one I was like, I'm pretty sure you'll like this. And she, you know, 180 hours later, she's still in love with it.
2: I don't know. like so she's kind of a gamer after all.
1: <laughs> I know. Just with Stardew, I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's anything else.
2: Cities and h1z1 once you play like more than like two or three games you're you're a gamer it's
1: just yeah i i define gamer as like you know somebody who wants to play i don't know that outside of stardew i don't know that she's ever sat down and been like i'm bored let's play a video game uh so anyways that it's been a busy couple of weeks um we've been playing all kinds of different things i've been playing all kinds of different things and introducing my wife to some things so uh, sorry for commandeering so much
0: time. No, <laughs> uh, we got nothing else to talk about. So
1: more Temtem?
0: No, just uh... kidding. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Alex. What have you been Alex. playing?
3: I've been playing Skillboy.
0: Skillboy. Okay. Yep. I should remember what that is, but I don't.
3: It's a sort of adventure RPG where you have you have a character who swaps out body parts.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Is you're an, you're an undead. So you can do that apparently.
0: Yeah, you know, it's part of the undead charter.
3: Yeah, but yeah, I mean as gameplay goes, it's basically a pretty standard adventure RPG. You've got sort of action combat system, different types of weapons, etc. They uh Body part stuff sort of occasionally gives you some new abilities. So I think there's one where you can float. Sort of floats rather than just jumping. So you can actually get over longer gaps and so forth. And that's basically used to sort of create blockages that you get over, you get a new ability, and then you can go to the next place. And sort of that cycle continues. Yeah. Yeah, the... Body parts also affects sort of how much health you have and so forth. But the probably most striking thing about it is the visual style because it's a strange combination of sort of two D and three D. All the games sort of rendered in rendered in three D, but you've basically got two D two D style models of everything. So everything looks two D. On its own, but it's sort of built into a 3D world, and yeah, I think it uses that pretty well. It's quite effective, sort of combined with a sort of cubic art style as well. Yeah, there's some there's some enjoyable writing. I mean, the story's not nothing particularly special. It's just basically a usual adventure thing. Sort of how to get to the next place. Yeah, okay, now you have to go here. But there's there's quite a bit of humor humor inside it. And there's not much in the way of puzzles. It is basically just getting through, getting through each zone and sort of finding the next bit. There's a couple of sort of switch puzzles, well, there's sort of ones where you just find a switch and move on, and that's it. But it's still pretty fun. The boss fights are good as well. Cool. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I finished. I, sort of, I finished the review. It was about eight hours long, but it, it holds up for those eight hours. So, it's, if it's something you want to sort of, play for a few days and just work through, it's worth checking out, especially if you're into adventure RPGs. Works. Yeah. Right. And other than well, that, I've been I've been playing um, taking More sessions or J-pop game.
0: J-pop
1: game. Yeah, J-pop Simulator which, 2019. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think I'm pretty much at. I think I'm at the bit where I sort of stopped playing it on Wii U. I think, which is, I, th- I think it's the fourth.
1: Oh, is this a a the remaster?
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, it came out on Wii U, Wii
3: U originally. But yeah, I'm at, I'm at the point where I got to on the on the Wii U version. And Yeah, we're, I'm enjoying it. I'll probably get better just because, well, get get further in it because it, it works better on Switch than it does not Wii U. So I'm
0: not very uh, clear it, on what they improved. Yeah, I was going to say
1: where the whatever they didn't the
3: changes were. I think it's just easier to get into and just play for longer. Just because just of the form factor more than anything else.
1: And they added the three houses people, right? I don't think so. Oh. Why did I feel like they added three houses? No, people? they didn't. No. Hmm. Maybe a future yeah, DLC.
3: <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that because it, it's not really a swapping. So, it's not a bit. It's not like personas where you sort of swap personas. You just each
0: character basically has one persona, and that's. Yeah, it's more like the uh, the non main characters in Persona, where Got they are assigned persona, and that's they like get powerful later on or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was weird because, you know, before you guys had talked about it, uh, I never really looked into this and I didn't realize what it was. Uh, I thought it was another, like, um like a dancing all night type of game because it seems that way <laughs> from the trailers. I didn't realize it was an actual, you know, JRPG style game.
0: It's um, quite good from what I've seen. Yeah,
3: JRP- yeah, most of the J-pop stuff is actually story and setting focused off and actually... Yeah, the gameplay. It's hmm. semi-built it's, it's into the battle system, but it's more as flavour rather than anything you're doing to it. But no, I'm joking. I think it just—I think it just works better on Switch, particularly with suspend mode as well. I think that works a lot better with the dungeons because the dungeons can be quite lengthy to get through. It's nice to just be able to get through it a bit and then not have to worry about sort of turning it back on and so forth mostly. so I think, it's, I think it works better just because the Switch is better than the Wii U was
1: yeah I was gonna say I mean I don't know about for everybody but definitely for adult gamers the suspend is glorious Yeah. we just don't have the time to sit in front of our television for 10 hours a day anymore
3: yeah, that's pretty much all I've been. I've been playing.
0: Okay, uh, that brings us to Jonathan. What you been up to? Uh,
2: let's see. Still playing WoW Classic, so BWL and starts. And enjoying up. it, huh? Yeah, I haven't been playing as much as I was, so. Ah. I meant to PvP more, and I haven't really been hitting the battlegrounds that much, but raiding and then
0: well, How do you get your Master Chief Sergeant rank? I do
2: know. It's too much of a grind. I've been working long nights uh, lately, so it's, it's cut into my free gaming time. But, uh, yeah, to 12th of the 13th, so two weeks from now, we, we enter BWL. So that'll be fun. I have my rogue with all almost all knights slayered out, and my Perdition's blade and all that, so I'm sitting pretty good there. So that's ongoing. Um, I really hit hard in the last week or two, Civ Six. So I was playing some with my brother on a multiplayer game, and then I was I played a couple solo games, and I played the original Civ Six. It was all right. It was It missed. It tried to change the formula up some. And it had some good ideas, but it also missed the mark on some stuff. And probably when it first came out, Civ Five was the better game. But with the DLC, it's added the uh, I can't remember what they're called. There's two big DLCs though, and I finally got on one of the more recent Steam sales. And I think they did a whole lot to address some of the good ideas, but implement, implemented poorly in the uh, base Civ Six, as well as add some new stuff to it to where I think it's one of my favorite Civs now. So Ooh. I think it plays really well. I was really enjoying enjoying it. The only gripe I end up having with Civ 6, and I think it's kind of the same for the other Civs, is getting a science victory is, seems to always be the easiest way to win. And if I lose to the computer, it's almost always because they had a science victory. And like a religious victory or domination victory, is so much work. I guess you have to play small maps for those to be more of a factor, but I think the balancing between the victories is too um out of whack. Which bothers me a little bit. So it's more of a hey, who can race to get the most science than do the little loon the moon landing thing and establish a colony or whatever. So actually pumped a lot of time into doing that. Uh, just recently, Warcraft 3 Reforged was released. And so the last couple nights I've been playing that, I did the prologue, and then I just finished the first human campaign. I heard a, a lot of complaining about this one so far. And I think part of it is... Uh, it seems like they under-delivered what was promised. But to me, I didn't really get all into what was promised, so it's like I don't know what I'm missing out on. <laughs> and uh, I think that people are mad that any custom apps or content you create is their property, which I get it. That's, But that's all games now do that, and I'm not going to create anything anyway. So uh, for my purposes, I've been having a lot of fun with it.
1: This had a really long dev time, didn't it? It's Blizzard. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I remember I don't get onto my Blizzard app all that often, but I know that I had seen that icon sitting there, and it's like coming soon. And I felt like that coming soon was there for almost been at least a year and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say like a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah, sounds about um, right. So yeah, but I, I've actually been eyeballing Warcraft. Was one of the RTSs that I I never got into, um, not for. You know, any other reason than I just was more heavily into Command and Conquer. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like a, a solid RTS. And I remember uh, one of my old friends had, I think, the second one or something, you know, the old crappy pixel art one.
2: The uh, uh, second one was awesome.
1: Oh, maybe it was the first one then. The
2: first one was kind of eh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of them had really crummy pixel art. That's it was still one. cool, but uh, it, you know, it just looked like something that got turned mm-hmm. out of like a, a home development place um so Definitely yeah I've first been, one. yeah i've been interested in in looking at warcraft 3 and I, I feel like i'm in the same boat as you i don't create maps um so i feel like i'm going in with pretty open expectations
2: yeah well it's not just the maps If, if we're, no one's really gonna get anything off a of map it's more like you know dodo's created from warcraft 3 So, that whole genre of games is created off a mod of Warcraft 3 and millions of dollars. And now Blizzard's like, hey, that was kind of our thing. You know, we don't, you know, we don't want people doing that again. And I think that's why it's in place. But even all modern games kind of have that. Anything you make in here is a property of us, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so I played all these back in the day. I didn't play the first Warcraft in the 90s. I was huge as a kid. I was really in the RTSs. I played Command & Conquer some. I played. really played a lot of Red Alerts. StarCraft was a huge one. Warcraft yep. 2, Warcraft 3. So I played all these. So it's kind of fun going back and living through it again. Yeah. And all the WoW stuff, if, so if you played WoW and, like, right when you start off in WoW, that's all based on and several of the, the expansions, the early expansions, too are based on events, characters, story plots that happen in Warcraft 2, II, Warcraft 3. So, which is kind of cool to go, yeah, that's why. Oh, yeah, that that big raid boss, you know, you're fighting, that big name guy, he's a, a big player in Warcraft 3. Actually, a lot of them are. So, you, you're introduced to all those people then in their backstory. So, for those who are into the lore, I'm kind of, I'm not that heavy into the lore when I play the MMOs because I think there's kind of a disconnect there. But it's still a reminder of oh yeah, or here's these cities in Lordaeron that used to that are you know now the uh, undead cities that used to be the human cities, and then Warcraft two played a big part. I don't want to, I mean, it's thirty year old story and a twenty year old story now, but I don't want to spoil too much if we're gonna go through playing. But uh, back then, too, it was probably the most cinematic and storytelling uh, type RTS you could get, you know, that and Starcraft, and, you know, red alert did their thing, but it wasn't as rich like the Warcraft three and the Starcraft storytelling that they do. So it's, it was a unique, uh, experience and still a lot of fun 20 years later. So I'm going to try to go through and play all the, the campaigns. I don't know if I'm really going to do much multiplayer on it. Um, multiplayer and stuff like StarCraft often takes a lot of my enjoyment out of it because it's not like I like in the campaigns where you get to use a bunch of different units and and kind of have fun with it where in the multiplayer you really have to like you have really strict build queues and you got to be you know so many keystrokes a minute and Slam it all out or you're going to lose because someone else is really good at it and it's going to do it faster than you. And it's more about spamming a certain efficient unit, like a flying unit that's hard to kill or a certain ground unit that you can get early and running over there and killing and destroying their means of producing stuff. So while I get the strategy and the skill involved in it, it just takes some of the enjoyment I have out of the game from it just because you have to – you you really min max it and relegate it to playing it in that kind of more rigid play style. So, I like the campaign. You can kind of play it a little more relaxed and try different units and different things.
1: I was the same way. I, it's, you know, StarCraft is similar to that. Yep. You know, Banelings and such. It's all, I feel like everybody finds that one unit that they know they can roll with and. You know, I just I would rather play the campaign where I can try out the super units or whatever it may be.
2: Yep, Mutalisk rush with
1: the yeah. flying Mutalisk. Yep. Yeah. So,
2: so yeah, I, Warcraft v may not be as bad about that because you have your hero characters, but it's uh, I never, I played, I actually did play some StarCraft multiplayer back in the day. I don't think I ever played any Warcraft V multiplayer, but I don't know. I'll, uh, there's a lot because it has all the expansion stuff in it. So there's a lot of content, a lot of campaign uh, to be played. So other than that, I can't think of anything else I've played in the last couple of weeks. Civ six was sucking up a lot of my time there for a while. I, was, I had a couple stay up until, oh crap, it's it's morning. <laughs> daylight, daylight outside That's how it works weekends or yeah that was over christmas but holidays and uh into january finishing those up or started at the end of my,
0: my christmas holiday from work cool beans well why don't we jump in to the feedback no objections. All right. Hearing none. Let's move on. How do you feel when a game you really want is delayed? And the first thing I'm going to read here is... Oh, wait. That's not feedback for that. So Budai, who writes in and says, It doesn't really bother me at all when a game is delayed. Well, okay, Budai. It's very straightforward. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, let's see if I can yes, get the... Yes, the conciseness was nice. Very concise. I was <laughs> going to see if I can get some more feedback from this thread if there was more oh oh all right uh all right cool featherhoof says i'll admit i get a twinge of disappointment i understand i understand why they do it and i don't begrudge them but i also like to schedule my gaming mainly due to recording streaming sessions i plan out which games i'll play for me on stream or as a recorded let's play well in advance and delays tend to screw that up I feel bad. I didn't know Featherhoof was was a streamer. I need to go find their archives, check out what they've done.
1: I was just thinking the same thing. Like, how did I miss this?
0: I bet Anna knows. Anna knows Featherhoof better, so I'll have to ask her. Strawberry Egg says, "I'm not disappointed anymore when a game gets delayed. If anything, I'm glad it gives me more time to finish another game. Uh, although learning that delays often mean more crunch gets extend or or often means crunch gets extended and not relieved does make me feel bad about it. Yeah. Uh, Kroll says, question of the week, because I'm a mature, sensible person, I don't get worked up about games being delayed. It means more time to get it right, hopefully, but probably not less crunch for the developers. And above all, I already have such a bulging backlog i probably don't need any games to come out, <laughs> come out at all for the next couple of years i'm right with you girl however Same. because <laughs> i am also a child inside i want all the games all the time and something inside me dies a little when a game i'm literally looking forward to gets delayed Ouch. <laughs> victor says question of the week i'm ambivalent when a game is delayed i have too much to play in my backlog already and sometimes i'd rather wait for the game to drop in price before buying it but sometimes an excruciatingly long delay will make me forget that a game existed. I was a Kickstarter backer backer for cosmic star heroine. That game was delayed for something like three years and I still haven't gotten around to playing it. Yeah, that's out. Um, and then we got a text from, um, I don't know who the text is from either Budai, Matt with Texas, someone else it says if curious, or I'm curious, excuse me. If Sabin goes to a Poke center, is he going to order Peking farfetched in orange Island sauce? while helping a trainer in defining herself to adulthood. Uh, And if you don't know what that's about, they are complaining about my answers to the game of the year show last week. So um, speaking of, we have more feedback for game of the years. So last week was game of the year. Um, Wow. Everyone put their own um, award picks. Shoot. All right. Let's see what I can glean here. That's interesting. Shaman says best Pokemon. Carcoal, the literal moving minecart. Um, let's see, uh, everything worked but the gameplay, said, Cadence of Hyrule, because of my cropping roguelike allergy, uh, best house, Black Eagles, that's right, um, graphics and our music, nothing is promised, the Persona Q2 boss music, nice, and, uh, best party member, every day is Dedue's day, Dedue's day, Dedue's day, it's another Fire Emblem thing, uh, Let's see. Best Worst use of Money, Thunderful in SteamWorld Quest for best and Blizzard for worst mainly for taking it away from Blitzchunk. <laughs> right, let's move on. Victar said uh, Backtrack Award for Victar was Best RPG from before 2019. Finally got around to Final Fantasy X. I regret waiting 18 years to play it. Its gameplay was solid. Its graphics music held up well and its story was amazing.
1: Um, We're now best friends, Victar. Thank you.
0: He said for Phantasy Star uh, 2 was his, it sucked the first time, but I gave it a second shot and it still sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the a, Fantasy Star 2 remake is a massive improvement, but uh, never really officially was released in the West. And yeah, that's that's one of the categories in our show. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of these here. Uh Fotherhoof said um, Emmett Selk for best NPC in 14. Green with Alex Um, and uh, Missed Out Award Disco Party Elysium. Uh, Last Sim on Earth said uh, best over RPG. Don't give up a cynical tale. Most uh, predicts most overhyped will be Cyberpunk 2077. Thank you for all those submissions. I didn't realize everyone picked so many things and fill out the whole thing. Uh, So go read that show thread. It's uh, episode 529 of the show. And uh, you can read the thread right there on the site. All right. Let's get into the news. I had to unmute. Thank you. I was waiting. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I was like looking for my mute button. I can't find it.
0: <laughs> so we have some more details about the Three Houses Cindered Shadows expansion for Fire Emblem. Um, let's see. I think they've already told us this stuff, but I guess the expansion examines the secret fourth house at the Officers Academy, the Ashen Wolves. Um, six characters from the main game... Will only include six characters from the main game in addition to Byleth. Edelgard, Dimitri, Claude, Ash, Hilda, and Linhart. They'll be joined by four members of the Ashen Wolves. Balthus, Constant, Happy, and Yuri. After the side story is completed, the Ashen Wolves members can be recruited in the main game. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, yeah. It's a lot of, uh... Alright, so you got the three captains and the three... Only Hilda's a suburb. Well, whatever. Anyway. And then uh, it's coming out February 12th. That's a couple weeks. Wow. And then Europe February 13th. All right. Woo. Get that expansion pass. All right. Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind is out now on PS4, and the mobile title Project Xehanort has been announced. So... All right. Uh, The Remind DLC is... um, oh okay yeah the Remind DLC is where the Final Fantasy people come back so we finally have an answer where all the Final Fantasy at and then also the apparently really hard fights I was hearing from Kelly last night the DLC sounds like it's hard and the new mobile title is being called the Kingdom Hearts Dark Road and that's uh, I think that's all we know about it yes they had a competition where you could try to guess the uh, the title, but uh, that's done now. All right, uh, Neo Two got a story trailer and some DLC info. They released a two minute story trailer. You can watch that on the site if you want to see more about Neo Two. Uh, there will be three major pieces of DLC planned for the game as well. Um, they'll look at a each look at a different story taking place prior to the events of the game. So you can read more about that on the site. Uh, Neo 2 is coming out uh, worldwide March 13th. Who's into Neo 2 here? Anybody?
1: I have not played Neo. Yeah.
0: Me neither. I bought it because I heard it was like uh, action Dark Souls. But I guess now Sekiro's come out, so we have that for real. All right. <laughs> uh, Disco Elysium got a hardcore mode and ultra wide monitor support. So. Still haven't played Disco Elysium. What are you waiting for? Apparently, everybody loves it, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. So, Torchlight Frontiers has been rebranded. Oh, right. So my uh, my uh, pick for what game isn't going to come out in 2020, no matter what they say, was Torchlight uh, Frontiers. And um, well, now Torchlight Frontiers won't be coming out in 2020 because it's being called Torchlight Three now. Ha ha. Yeah uh series creator Max Scha- max schaefer who's apparently associated with the game again <laughs> is gonna be oh whatever anna you want to be on the show come in here um and the, in the announcement trailer says it'll be transitioning from a free-to-play experience to a premium title um the release date is still nothing other than quote-unquote summer 2020 uh, but there'll be closed alpha testing starting two days ago and uh, yeah, let's see what you got. Oh, and uh, this is uh, this game has pets to gather your loot for you and sell it while you're in a dungeon. So you'll be able to pick an alpaca, an owl, or a canine as your starting pet. And we got four classes and a trailers on the site if you want to go check that out. Fantasy Star Online 2 gets closed beta. It starts February 7th. Um, I know I've signed up for it. I had to install the Microsoft Insider app on my PC. That was weird. Um, But I did it. Or Windows Insider. Either way. Oh, Xbox Insider.
1: That's what it was. You you can get this on PC then.
0: Yes. At least I signed up for it on PC. But yeah, I had to download the Xbox Insiders app and do it. And I don't get it. But yeah.
1: Okay. I'm doing this right now because I was super annoyed... At the fact that you had to have an Xbox to be able to play the beta, and I didn't realize, because I, I didn't know about that weird app. Um,
0: I think, um, I, I want to yeah. play.
1: I want to yeah. play.
0: Yeah. You can register for early sign-up on Windows 10. Oh, no. Peter, you're right. Hmm? I signed up on Windows 10, but the closed beta is exclusive to Xbox One.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. See, that's such a bummer.
0: Ah, oh, I thought I was sign up for PC. Well, whatever. I, I could still try it on Xbox One. And I've got a weird
1: feeling, just a strange inkling that this is going to come out on Xbox before PC, which is weird because it's probably soul. one of
0: those UWP apps that can run on both. So, like, why? I why, know. Why don't they just do that? You know, but whatever. <sighs> I guess they have an actual PC client, so maybe it isn't UWP, and they'll probably try and localize the client later. Oh, oh that'll be a pain. Okay. Thronebreaker: The Witcher Tales is out on Switch. That's from CD Projekt Red. It is... Uh, if you remember, this one came out a bit ago. It's a single-player... Did it come out? Or is this the first time it's out? I can't remember. It started off as a single-player story campaign for the standalone release of Gwent, the Witcher card game, before it was changed to become a separate release. The game's set before the trilogy of Witcher games and puts you in the role of Mev, meve Meve, I don't know how to say it, queen to the northern nations of Lyria and Rivia as she deals with an invasion from the Nilfgaardian Empire. Um, yeah, it came out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2018. Now it's out on the Switch. It is 20 bucks. Go check it out now. Monster Hunter Riders has been announced for iOS and Android in Japan. Um... Is Monster Hunter Riders, and why don't I know about it? Okay, free to play with microtransactions. Oh, that's why I don't know about it because I don't care. Um, <laughs> so this is much like uh, the uh, DS game. It, it sounds like a, it's a game about riding monsters. And you have dragon, uh, Monster Hunter Knights that ride their monsters, and you have friend. You make friends with a monster and ride them, and but it's free to play, which means it's more about Probably finding rare monsters that can actually do the content that's hard, and paying lots of money to draw more monsters, and it'll be garbage and free to play and blah. Just play Monster Hunter World instead. <sighs> Sorry, I'm kind of anti-free to play game lately. I live in Path of Exile. I don't know why. Right. What do you think, Peter? You gonna jump into the Monster Hunter Riders? Because you're a big Monster Hunter fan, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I really should try and get through world first. I, I haven't even thought about even Iceborne, and I hear everybody's going nuts over that.
0: Yeah, now you get armor that makes like the world content really easy.
1: Yeah. Do I still get to use my hammer? I love my
0: hammer. Yes, of course. Um. This is weird the rathalos in this looks like uh, it looks weird i I have comments um monster hunter when does this come out february 29th 2020 has the placeholder date on the ios page so we'll see if it actually hits at the end of the month and uh, how bad the free-to-play stuff is or isn't pokemon home got some lunch details I think I said lunch details because I'm hungry, but this is launch details. All right, here you go. <clears throat> this looks complicated. There's a Venn diagram, so you might want to load I up the site. Um, okay. Pokemon Home will let players transfer Pokemon from compatible games into other compatible games or into boxes on the Pokemon Home service. It will be compatible with Sword and Shield as well as Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, while both versions will support connectivity with the 3DS Pokemon Bank software. Support for Pokemon Go will be added at a later time. Users will be able to freely transfer Pokemon obtained in Sword and Shield, Sword and Shield, into and from Pokemon Home. Meanwhile, Pokemon obtained in Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee can be transferred into and from Pokemon Home as well as into Pokemon Sword and Shield. What? However, any Pokemon that is transferred to Sword and Shield Cannot then be transferred back to Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. So you can, okay, so if it's in Pikachu or Eevee, you can put it into home and take it back out of home. But if you take it from home and then into Sword and Shield, it can only go back and forth to Sword and Shield after that. Alright. Pokemon Home will come in two plans basic, which is free, and premium, which is paid. The premium plan is three bucks for 30 days. $5 for 90 days or $16 for an entire year. Those with a premium plan will be able to move Pokemon from the bank into Pokemon home. However, any Pokemon moved into Pokemon home cannot be transferred back to Pokemon bank. Pokemon bank and transporter will be made available for free for one month after the launch of Pokemon home. So at that point, I guess they just want you to pay the money to to Pokemon home They'll give you a free 30 days for uh, bank and transport to get your stuff out. And then after that, you got to pay if you forgot. Okay. The mobile version of Pokemon Home will allow users to trade Pokemon through the Wonder Box via the global trade system in dedicated trading rooms or with friends. Other features include mystery gifts plus battle and tournament details in the mobile version and a judge function for premium plan subscribers in the Nintendo Switch version. So they'll tell you how strong your Pokemon is once it's in home, but only on the Switch and only if you're paying money. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's There's a...
3: also some pretty big number differences as to what, how many Pokemon you can transfer oh between Basic gosh. and Premium.
0: <laughs> okay. So here we go. Nintendo Switch version versus mobile phone versions. Here's some differences. Um, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee you can only do on the Switch. You can't use the mobile phone for that. Same with Sword and Shield. Um, You can move Pokemon with bank on either version. You can judge Pokemon on either version, even though we just heard it was only on the Switch version. So I don't know what's up with that. (laughs) Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Trade Pokemon is only on the mobile phone, it says. Same with get mystery gifts, checking battle data and news. You can exchange Pokemon home points for battle points, but that's only on the Switch version. And I have no idea what a home point is. Okay. And then, if you don't pay money versus if you pay money. So, this is basic versus premium. Moving Pokemon from bank is a premium only feature. The maximum amount of Pokemon you can deposit with the free version is only 30, with the premium version, it's (laughs) 6,000. The Wonder Box can only have three Pokemon in the Basic version. Meanwhile, you can put ten in there in the Premium. What's the Wonder Box? I thought Wonder Trades were immediate. What's going on with that? Okay. Uh, the number of Pokemon that can be placed in the GTS, the Global Trade Service, is only one on Basic, but it's three on Premium. Um, hey, does this mean that... Uh, that means GTS stuff is essentially free, and everyone said that they, you had to pay Switch Online money for that. So that's not true. Thank you, home. All right, room trade. You can participate in a room trade with the premium version. You can start a room to trade within. So, like, if you're not going to pay, you need to find someone else who did pay to start the room for everyone. Just local trading, and um, okay. And the judge function is unavailable in basic and only available in premium. Okay. Well, there you go. Wow, that's confusing. They've, they've found a way to make that really not a simple product that should be like real slam dunky. All right. Too many variables. Uh, Deck 13. I don't remember who they are, but they've signed on to play. They, they create the Surge? Sure. Let's go with that. I
3: think, yeah, I think they developed the Surge, but they've got a publishing label now as well.
0: Okay. So they're making a fantasy RPG Chained Echoes, which was made by Ark Hyrule. That's a person, Um, one person. It's expected to launch towards the end of 2021 for PC, Switch, and PS4 and had a successful Kickstarter campaign in early 2019. And yeah, so they are a publisher for that now. And they got a little video of the game running on Switch that you can see on the site. Um, And it looks like an indie game. Actually, it looks like an indie game with really good art, which is cool. Um, oh, you get to pilot mechs in that game. Neat. Edge of Eternity. Speaking of Kickstarter games that are never, ever, 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 ever coming out, Edge of Eternity continues. It's, it struggles. Um, Midgar Studio and publisher Deal Villagers have released the latest update to the Steam Early Access version of Edge of Eternity. This one adds a prologue chapter of the game titled t- Chapter Zero, The Seeds of Destruction. It's about two hours. Includes new cutscenes, music, and a tutorial. Uh, da, 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 da. It's uh, yeah. Early access for this game came out in December 2018, and they are planning for a full release sometime this year.
3: Yeah, it's getting there. Just it's there. Right.
0: Looks to be a very cinematic JRPG feel thing going on
3: yep. here. Yeah, well, I think that was the basic
0: yeah.
3: idea. It's cool. It's got fantasy
0: and sci fi mechs, because, you know, why yeah.
3: not? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those with a compo- one of the top door composers attached.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know which one it was. Right. Mm-hmm. That's new. Final Fantasy VII Remake has uh, put Mitsuda. out. Mitsuda. Oh, Mitsuda. That's okay. attached to uh, Edge of Eternity. Nice. I wonder how many he actually did, but we'll see. All right. There's a new trailer. For seven remake, and it's got Young Cloud and Young Tifa talking next to the well, and there's a new song in it apparently, and you get to see Ketchi, um, aka what's his name? Um, well, it doesn't matter. And uh, spoilers. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh huh. Spoilers is it, for FF seven. Yeah,
1: so- I was gonna say, is it still spoilers if it's a game that came out in '97?
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Aeris is gonna live this time. <laughs> oh wait, it's Aerith now. All right, FF7 oh, oh, Remake change stuff. Yeah. <laughs> FF7 Remake, it's coming out in multiple parts. Um if you don't know, it is So this first part's only a third of the game. Um you can see some of the honeybee stuff in um this trailer. And oh, they do Cloud as a girl. Except it's a different Wow, that's different how they pulled that off, but okay. Yeah,
3: they might they're making it a lot more camp.
0: <laughs> and and like the honeybees in on it all right cool <laughs> all right I why love not that they kept the way he walked <laughs> yep <laughs> he's so pretty
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's remiss to but uh because i'm pretty sure they show red 13 in this trailer and if you are not already following kelly on mm-hmm. twitter you should be because she he is. lost her mind
0: well like literally everybody pointed out that he was in it uh, yeah wow he looks good he's got the fire tail and everything look at that
1: yeah yeah i mean they did a great job with his details but uh yeah she just like went crazy oh
0: sephiroth lost 10 years good god <laughs> he looks well, young <laughs> you know
1: it's it's japan everybody is yeah. 10 years younger than they actually oh, are Hojo.
0: oh man everyone's in this thing the whole game everybody's here <laughs> Everybody is here. Everybody's <laughs> here. Oh man. This game can't possibly deliver on all the hype. But hey, whatever. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, this trailer got me a lot more interested. It was I, yeah, a pretty good trailer. I gotta admit,
0: yeah. I'm interested not oh, because we'll of this trailer. Thing. This is the first time I've looked at this trailer, but like I'm kinda interested in the game now. I'm gonna play it. And why is there a MOG riding a Moog Mugh- on riding a Chocobo? Okay.
1: That's that's the Choked by Summon. Yeah, it's the Summon. Yeah, that's... They showed Leviathan earlier.
0: Yeah, I saw that, but, like, this yeah. looks... I, I care way more about Moogles riding Chocobos. I'm sorry. Um, and then weird attachments for gun arm Barret.
1: Okay. Yeah, I... Uh,
0: Ooh, Jenova yeah. looks gross.
1: Sorry. I've tried to play the OG Final Fantasy VII, and I'm plagued by, you know, the bad controls and uh the bad I,
0: translation the bad story yeah, the bad gameplay lot that... the bad looks the bad graphics the bad history the bad fan base <laughs> bad it's fan not base that good who's... of a game
1: <laughs>
0: can't skip summons
1: that's what i said i was like it's not that good of a game i understand favorite game that's fine but best game all time in the final fantasy series not even close but this looks like it's redeeming it i'm like I've never been more interested in Final Fantasy 7 than I have been for this. And I don't even care that it's
0: episodic. I'm it like, comes yeah, "It comes out during on. the month for 20 that game." All right. Um <laughs> Sorry, that was stupid. Anna's excited. She played it at PAX, so she f- thinks that it plays well. So, and we have this problem where we're both going to want to play it, so I guess we have to get like Is it coming out on PC as well?
3: No, it's PS4. I think it's got PS4 exclusivity for a year.
0: A year? PS5's out, not out till later in the year.
1: Will it be available to be upscaled to PS5?
0: I think everything will just upscale on PS5. Same with Xbox.
1: Well, we better hope that there's even an inkling of backwards compatibility because... Otherwise, I'll be hanging on to my PS4 for quite some time.
0: I still got my PS1, so
1: <laughs> <whatever>. yeah, <laughs>
0: It's like, yeah, I'm already doing that. <laughs> so no news there. All right. So that's Final Fantasy VII. Lots of lots of new trailer stuff finally showing things that we've been wondering about for a while. And it turns out, yeah, they're just holding on to it until when the trailers really matter. Um, okay. Oh, here's one. Google... Rest- <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry this news story to me. Google has responded to the stadia complaints um let's see let's here's the here's the substance <clears throat> ah we understand the desire to hear more specifics on the games. After all, that is what it is about, the games. Of course, not all 120 titles will be announced by the Stadia team, as we leave it, leave it up to the publishers to make the announcement about their intellectual property slash games and which platforms it will appear on, just as we will do with the exclusive content coming to Stadia, the representative said. There are a lot of reasons for the time of those game announcements, anything from player and... Pro- plan promotions or events title readiness proximity to first playable demo shareholder requirements etc we continue to work closely with our publishing and developing partners and are here to support them in all areas we are excited to share more about some of the exclusive games coming to stadia soon so um okay so 120 new games was were announced by google earlier this month but no titles no release targets no anything said um, they just said, we are targeting more than 120 games coming to Stadia in 2020 and are targeting more than 10 games in the first half of the year alone and will then only be available on Stadia. And they will be only available on Stadia when they launch. And um, I, what? And then...
1: You know, when I hear this, all I hear is I don't really care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I
1: mean, it's every major console announces games even though the publisher also announces said games like if you see e3 you know square enix will say hey final fantasy 7's coming and then sony will be like yeah final fantasy 7's coming uh them not doing that does not make them cooler than the rest <laughs> i like i don't know it just seems it seems very hands-off and and uncaring like yeah we put this thing out if you want to do it great and if you don't don't
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, It's been... (laughs) Apparently it's been 40 days since the last new game announcement, release, feature update, or real community update. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Stadia. Launching great. So this is one of those rough launches. Think PS3 style. Oh, poor Stadia. Alright. Okay, so... We have the awards up, by the way, and I don't just mean my silly podcast from last week. I mean the actual RPGamer Best of Awards, and you can go look and see who won all the things. Um, here, let me give you a te- teaser. Uh, best Tactical RPG was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Ah, yeah, you're shocked. I know. Um, but you yeah. need to go to the article and click on things, and then you can see what won Game of the Year. Surprise. i yeah, many other awards that you. one. How many other nice. awards it won? Yes, be oh. shocked by that. Okay. Wow, I'm I'm surprised about worst RPG. That didn't even come up in our conversation. Wow. Okay. Jeez. <sighs> Go to the RPGamer.com and click on the awards. Go check now. Enjoy it. Uh, people put a lot of work into it, so uh, I'm real happy with it. I'm real happy. With our site and the awards, so Atelier Riza has a review. You can go check that out as well. Orange Blood has a review. Skellboy has a review, probably written by you, Alex. Right? Indeed. Yep. Magical hotion What is that? An old game?
3: Yeah, that that's a His yeah. book.
0: All right. Um. Oh, he didn't like it either. <laughs> All right. Wow. The Witcher season one roundtable review. So, Pascal and uh, Eric Van Asselt, Zach Webster, and Michael Apps all sat down to uh, review the first season of The Witcher on Netflix. So, you can see what they think of Yennefer, I guess. I think it's Yennefer, right? Yeah, Yennefer. A lot of young-looking witches, and then Mimi Bard songs. Lots of Mimi Bard songs. Yeah song. Yeah. Random,
3: randomly I was at the school that Henry Cavill went to today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's very posh.
0: Okay. Why were you there? Well, I was playing hockey. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dragon Quest Four. No, Dragon Quest My Story. So, oh, this is an editorial. Yay. So uh, M- Mark McLaughlin takes you through their experience with Dragon Quest over the years. So you can read that. It's cool. Dauntless uh, gets a deep look from Phil Willis. Uh, Dauntless is a Monster Hunter-like. Uh, Michael Baker does Hero Must Die again in this impression. Uh, so what is this?
3: It's Hero Must Die. So it's a game that was released in Japan for PSP some time ago. Actually, after originally being released on like Japanese phones and is getting an English release this year.
0: Okay. On Switch, PS4, uh, it, and Steam. How yeah, did he play it already?
3: Uh, he played. It's his uh, Vita. Okay. Sorry, it's Vita. It was released on not PSP. Oh, okay. so he played the Japanese. He played the Japanese Vita version.
0: All right, but this is an impression of the uh, English version.
3: No, it, it's an impression of the Japanese version. Oh, but desing the screenshots because that's what okay. we have at the moment.
0: All right, cool. But yeah, it's by, die it's by it's
3: uh, by the sort of I think what the anti-RPG creator did, Linda. Linda Ferd and some other weird ones. I think Ohashika is the one he did.
0: Oh, I, I need to play some of their games. I know nothing about that whole genre. Okay.
3: Yeah, it, it's a weird one because you basically start at level ninety nine and then get progressively weaker as because oh, the hero has got really? five days to live.
0: Uh, yeah, you got five mind. days. To maybe do I don't want to do, you do you it. Can. Oh, maybe I don't want to play that. <laughs> 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 Uh, Pascal put up an adventure corner about close to the sun, which is, uh, that's where we do adventure games. Um, so can check that out. There's blood writing and stuff. So that must be a real fun time. Oh goodness. Everyone's dead. Yeah. It's
3: one of the a- atmospheric horror games yeah. that he's started getting into.
0: It'll not be one of the adventure games I play with Anna Marie. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not playing that. <laughs> and then gamer put up an article or Sam put it up gaming resolutions for 2020 with a lot of the staff putting up their gaming resolutions, what they're going to do this year. Um, And by a lot of staff, I mean, uh, apparently three or four people, I guess everyone was tired after awards. They didn't want to (laughs) participate. It happens. (laughs) All right. Then we got some briefs. Um, Fates of Orts, whatever that is, is planning a March release. Oh, it's a retro fantasy RPG. Oh, very indie look. Um, Oh, cool pixel art style though okay go check that out fates of ort it's coming up march uh capcom has some more iceborne update plans is this the thing where they're going to be in sync um yeah so yeah uh the the, yeah the big news here is that console and pc will be in sync turns out everyone's playing on pc now (laughs) when everyone gets tired of a console game uh the stuff that sticks around apparently is just pc (laughs) so all right Ooh, I need to go in there and get that costume for my cat. Wow, look at that. That looks amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need to play more Monster Hunter. What's wrong with me? Okay. Uh, Let's see. We have other stuff. Oh, they'll be in sync by end of April. So the April update is when they'll finally be in sync. Uh, Little Town Heroes coming to PS4 in Japan. Um, Nothing for... PS4 for the West, but there is a Switch version, physical Switch version, coming to North America. Uh, Ark of Alchemist is getting a European release date, be, or its European release date for Ark of Alchemist is being pushed to February. We have Wasteland Remastered coming in February.
2: I'm actually excited about that.
0: Oh, that's the original game. Be, okay. The
2: original. And I never played, and I was going to play, and it's like, it's so. Um
0: it's it. old right yeah it's like, <laughs> this is pre-fallout oh this
2: is the 80s
0: <laughs> yeah it's gonna be the PC version will be on Steam, GOG, and Windows Store and it'll also be part of Xbox Game Pass it'll be coming out February 25th and what's the remaster look like let's take a look here we got some screenshots comparing oh wow yeah that's that'll look nicer okay that's gonna be much newer looking um yeah I gotta try that out that looks cool um I tend to like the older ones, that uh, just more limited. Those, those games speak to me for some reason, because I'm weird. Rune Factory 4 Special is getting a launch date in February. I, it's from XSeed and Marvelous. Uh, they've announced that for North America and uh, Europe. It's going to be uh, 25th of February for North America, 28th for Europe. There's a limited archival edition you can pick up if you're interested, so go check that out if you're in Rune Factory code vein hellfire night dlc is now available so if you're playing code vein bless you um, it is uh the dlc's out for 10 bucks or it's part of the 25 dollars dlc pa- uh, season pass uh, bonfire that's a turn-based rpg it's got a demo you can pick that up on steam uh, pc and mac and uh, you can see if you're into uh, bonfire well, that's a cool-looking art style and characters jumping across the screen at each other. I don't know what's going on. Um, apparently you got a lion in your party or something. I don't know. All right. Neato. I can check that out. Um, the Outer Worlds is coming to Switch. Yep, it's finally happening. Nintendo Switch version comes out on March 6, 2020. Be digital for $60. Bucks. Um, the uh, retail edition will also just be a download code. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We should finally have
3: our review for the Ask Worlds good. very soon.
0: Good, good. Um, uh,
3: yeah. It, it got delayed because I played Disco Leeds instead.
0: That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You played
3: it first. Yeah. No. Yeah. As we talked about in the. uh <laughs> you yeah. made a, a mistake. Podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dungeon Defenders Awakened is getting to early access in February. So that's that uh, new uh, follow up in the Dungeon Defenders series. So. Uh, that is uh it's a complete reimagining of the originals combination of action rpg mechanics and tower defense so expect those same characters from the first game but like kind of new gameplay systems and stuff and once again building stuff and killing things for loot to get stronger to do higher levels iron danger is coming out in march what's iron danger you ask um i asked that too it's from datalic entertainment and action squad studios it's a tactical rpg it's come out pc mac and linux march 25th um Uh, sometime later there'll be console versions and we got a trailer up so you can check that out
2: i did not know about this game
0: this looks very pc oh oh i know what this is i know what this is we played this at uh at pax this is the one this is the one where um you can rewind time a little bit um and and it's about choreographing your way through an entire encounter and so, like, you're going to screw up, so you're going to rewind the timeline a bit and say, okay, go to the left this time and hit this barrel over there on that side of the room and watch that chain. So it's about setting up chain reactions and and uh, making all your consequences work so that you get out of combat alive rather than dead. Um, so, so
2: it's, it's got built-in safe scumming as part of the gameplay. That's
0: right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that really is. Uh, but it's like... it. it and so you're like dodging bullets and stuff, basically, and, and that's cool. Um, but I feel like it's gonna make every combat encounter take a really long time. <laughs> so hopefully it's fun. <laughs> um the short amount of time uh Anna played in the demo was was fun and we like that, but uh we wondered how long it would, you know, yeah. stay interesting and not get they really boring. Yeah,
3: they kinda of mitigate the time of stuff by having two characters, so that definitely helps.
0: Yeah. That, even <laughs> that might be too many. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Disgaea 1 is coming out on iOS and Android. Oh, it's out now, actually. You can pick that up if you want to play through Disgaea on your mobile. Uh, does it have controller support? I hope so.
3: I think so. But it's also got some of the stuff like there's an auto battle mode and like eight times speed mode. Oh, good. good. In the mobile version.
0: Neato. Uh Legend of Heroes Crossbell Saga Japanese PS4 release dates are out. Sorry guys, still no news on a Western release. Um, did they did they confirm we're getting it finally? I don't remember. No. Okay.
3: And um, it's probably at least a year away from the announcement. Ugh. All
0: right. So, at least they're doing a remake or re, not remake, but. Um, Is it a remake? It's a remaster? Is this a remaster? Yeah,
3: it's a a sort of enhanced remaster because they're doing a couple of other changes because they're adding... Because they were
0: PSP and Vita before, so now it's coming out PS4. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're making a couple of changes because they're adding Yuna to the game from Cold Steel 3.
0: The game will be fully voiced and include a high-speed mode, um, just like Cold Steel 1 and 2 had on PS4. Um, And there'll be save game compatibility with the upcoming um hajimari no kiseki which i don't know what that is
3: um that's the one after cold steel 4
0: okay is that a new series
3: it's sort of the connection uh, between no, you know the I old series I and the care. new ones
0: i don't care yeah i don't care all right conglomerate 451 has a full la- launch de- uh, date Ugh. uh cyberpunk dungeon crawler conglomerate 451 though that's a good name for your genre. Cyberpunk dungeon crawler. It's just the wrong year to release a cyberpunk game. Is all. Uh, full version of games. Been on Steam Early Access since May 2019. Will be available on February 20th, 2020 for $20. Bucks. Uh, it's uh, grid-based, turn-based dungeon crawling. Combines it with XCOM-style squad management. As uh, the player sends agents on missions where they can be permanently killed or injured. And then you can upgrade your R&D department. Oh, wow, this sounds very XCommy. So, where do I find that? I'll go look at that. Oh, too many games. Not enough time. Want to play all the games. Want to play all the games. Okay, that's it. We need a question of the week. What's our question of the week? Um, <laughs> what, what are you going to do until Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out? <laughs> Is that a good question? Is that a bad question? It's a bad question. See nobody has yeah. any. This takes no I, I it's a decent question. There's quite a few things coming out before then,
1: like Animal Crossing.
0: That's out for like a week before it, right? It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even yeah, sure that's...
2: if I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII until all of the episodes are released.
0: Really? And that's
3: a that's a whole 168 hours to play.
1: <laughs> I may wait. Yeah, that's um. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But the think of all the spoilers. That is they'll probably, <laughs> oh, yeah. they'll probably lump them together in a collection once they're done. So it might be wise.
0: The story so later, so long, so far off over two days. Yeah. yeah, I'll enjoy that in ten years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be the, it'll
0: be the PS6 remaster. You get hey, all three. You see how many
2: games I still have sealed on my shelf from PS2.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> gotta follow.
1: Got a few of those.
0: No, I want to play 7 when it comes out. I want to play 7 when it comes out. I want to be in the zeitgeist for this one. I'm gonna. If it's good, I want to be into it. If it's bad, I want to complain with everyone else.
2: I mean, to me, it's, it's not really... It's nothing new. It's just seeing a lot of the old in a new way. Yeah, so yeah. it's
0: not like I'm
1: missing the other, out. But you can the other understand the story
0: of, this time, maybe.
1: <laughs> the other question of the week could be, uh, when do you plan on buying your... Uh, animal crossing version of switch
0: no (laughs) not buying a new switch just because of an ugly animal crossing i
1: am and it's not ugly damn it it's not that great you're ugly
0: Ugly on the outside let's
1: Uh, see no ugly
0: pastel controllers which aren't too bad All all right that's fine on the back i like the back that's not too bad but that dock no, I do not need my freaking gangster mortgage b- trash panda trying to sell me more crap on his island staring at me from the dock. No. Where's Anna at?
1: I need her. She's in she the other su- room. She would support that. Anna, this. are you
0: pro Animal Crossing Switch or anti having that terrible trash panda staring at you?
1: She's pro. She, she yeah, supports it. Of
0: course she is. She supports it. <laughs> I, uh,
1: yeah. I'm very excited. I've been looking for a reason to get rid of my low battery first gen model Switch and this was the perfect reason for it. Yeah, all right. it's beautiful. Go grumble somewhere else.
0: Same battery in both Switches. The chipset Our uses less power. Email address
1: is podcast at rpgamer.com. or you can call or text at 608-729-4098 and listen live every Saturday at noon on TV slash rpgamer. 608
0: 729 if you want to send us a text message or leave a voicemail. Podcast com. like you said, com. Find the show. Let's cover what's coming out this week. Boop, 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 boop. Um, Let's see. Oh, we missed this. Well, most, came most, of last stuff, week.
3: most of this is the stuff that came last week, yeah. Yeah, well...
0: Udoari Ramona, Mask of Deception and Mask of Truth came out on the PC. Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales we talked about earlier—that's not on Switch. Pillars of Eternity Two, Deadfire hit PS4 and Xbox. That's the uh, the expansion for Pillars of Eternity Two. It's been no, out- that's that is Pillars of Eternity Two. Oh, wait, really? It wasn't on yeah. console till now. No. Oh my god! There's one came out last year on console, I think. What? What? Yeah. Okay. Well, Pillars of Eternity 2, now available. Go go lead your pirate dreams. Um, Skellboy, coming out on Switch, or out on Switch as of two days ago. Ark of Alchemist, PS4 and Switch, sky 1 Complete, we talked about on iOS and Android. Yesterday, January 31st, saw the release of Ash of God's Redemption, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3 for PS4. The, wow, another game series that's far behind in console. Okay. Uh,
3: yeah, it's weird because that came out on like Xbox One, like six months after the PC launch. But and then yeah, I suddenly got the surprise of yeah, this is out on PS4 now. Thought oh,
0: <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> it was.
0: <laughs> Here's an actual upcoming release: The Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance Tactics. That is the tactical RPG that is apparently heavily inspired by Final Fantasy Tactics and is set in the Dark Crystal universe in the same setting as the Netflix show, which is a prequel to the Dark Crystal movie. PC, Mac, PS4, Switch and Xbox One. February 4th. Anna's going to review it, she says. So, there you go. Yeah. What are you going to play this week, Alex?
3: Uh, I should play arc of alchemist because i have the review code
0: okay uh peter it, yeah oh. it
3: could be interesting because i just read a review for it
0: okay what about you peter <laughs> it, it,
3: it wasn't good
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i'll probably try and finish Kakarot and then play borderlands and have my wife play more city skylines
0: okay if you need someone to play borderlands with you ask somebody else
1: I will ask somebody else, okay. somebody who <laughs> wants to play and isn't suffering. Even though I wanted to play with, with Peter, that was the
0: whole reason. I was like, oh, that'll be fun. I'll play with Peter. As soon as he finds out I don't like the game, like, no, I ain't asking you anymore. I, don't want to play with- I only want to play with hype partners. Alex, only hype do you want partners. to play with me? Yeah.
1: You know, I don't play to you- play. Uh, Jonathan, uh, do you want to play with me?
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 Nobody's into it. I'll play Monster I'm Hunter on PC twice. with you, yeah. Peter. What's that? Monster Hunter on PC? We could play. I don't have the PC yeah. version. Oh, come on! What are you waiting for? Get i, I-,
3: I, I seven to it. Play 60 now.
1: Yeah, me yeah. too. I have yeah. that and as well. And every time
0: I play that game, I'm like, oh, I get tired of it after a little bit. Can and we multiplayer like, that? I don't Probably think not. so. No. But what okay. I'm going
1: to do is I'm going to set up a Skype. Video call, and we're just gonna manage the city together.
0: Hey, well, you could do that Discord thing and stream it to the rpgamer Gamer Discord, oh, and we could tell you what to do.
1: That' true. We can do that,
0: or uh, or Twitch it. You know, because you're a game streamer.
1: Uh, yeah. At one point,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> at one point, I was. <laughs> But the this actually the Discord is a, a good idea. Maybe I'll see if she wants to sit in front of the computer as opposed to the uh, living room and push it to Discord. All right. The only problem is, is that when we usually play, it's late for us, so that means it's like dead ass in the morning for Alex. Yeah,
3: it's laughing.
0: All right, uh, I will be playing more Final Fantasy Free Enterprise as I prep for that little tournament thing I'm signed up for um more uh crusaders of the lost idols um but beyond that I'm having trouble getting myself into other games as I as I usually have um, but what I would like to play is uh more control and go finish that see if Don't I forget Jonathan,
1: off. you didn't ask him.
0: Oh, Jonathan, he doesn't care about me. Jonathan, are you going to go well, play we don't care uh, about you going to go play Iron D- Danger? You going to play Iron Danger?
2: It's
0: not out yet. Well you Well, uh, oh, all right. Not till March, right? What are you going to play?
2: Probably gonna keep keep going on the Warcraft Three campaign.
0: You know, people are still playing Rainbow Six Siege, aren't they?
2: Yeah, actually, like... I played it for the first time in a few months. Uh, ah. The other day, for a couple, like one of my buddies that played, it was like I'm streaming now, come hang out. So I jumped on there just to say hi, and then the, they had an open spot and they're like, "Come join us." So I got on and played for like in two hours, hour and a half. It's good times. Nice. And then Super Bowls this weekend too. Can't forget that.
0: That yeah, so, uh, you mean the big game. the big superb owl yes yeah that's tomorrow
2: so we'll be doing that too
0: i'll be tackling nacho mountain mountain or something like that or just lots of pizzas i don't know what we're gonna do tomorrow actually i might be here with anna as she um suffers through kidney stone which i think is what happened last super bowl two years ago okay she likes to get kidney stones this week Anna will be playing uh, the Dark Crystal game. What else you playing? She's playing Get Rid of the Kidney Stones.
1: That's a good game to play. Yeah. It's not fun, but the ending's really good.
0: The, the ending's real great. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want a dark ending. All right, so thanks, everybody, for watching. We will see you next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Catch us live at Twitch.tv/RPGamer. Send us that feedback. At, tell us. Uh, are you getting that Animal Crossing switch? What are you going to do till Final Fantasy VII comes out? Tell us in your replies at rpgamer.com or send an email, podcast.rpgamer.com or call us, 608 4098 Leave a text message there if you prefer and uh, we will read them here on the show. Until then, thanks everybody. Alex, Peter, Jonathan, Anna Marie in the other room. Um, everybody who's been associated with the show past, present, and future. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Till then. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you. Bye.